Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more info, you can check us out on Facebook at Life Church of Columbia. We love you so much. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for guidance. We thank you that you sit so close and you are so near. You are even near within us to speak to us, to lead us, to guide us, to give us direction. So I thank you that tonight, just tonight, tonight, Father, in every heart, every soul, every spirit that sits under this word tonight, Father, that revelation will come. Father, I pray right now against any spirit or anything that thinks that you've heard it all. We've already heard this. We've always been there and they shut down. Father, I pray for teachable spirits right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for an open heaven and a teachable spirit that will all each individually open up our hearts, open up our spirits, open up our minds to hear what you're saying to each one of us individually and, and corporately and then regionally. Father, I pray right now over every distracting spirit, and I say you have to go. We speak by the authority that was given to us in the name of Jesus, and we say no distractions, no division in our mind. Right now, in the name of Jesus, make us one, and let us hear your voice, Holy Spirit. Speak clear. Speak clear, and I promise that will hear you. I pray over every individual person tonight that they open up to receive your word, that they open up to everything you have for us tonight. Father, have your way in this place and speak things that I don't even know. Speak things that I don't even have written down. You can speak to each one of us. And we'll be so sure, Father, to give you every bit of the praise and every bit of the glory for everything that we will receive tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <coughs> Wait, I want to pray again. About five people came in after I prayed. Let me pray again. Father! <laughs> Y'all didn't miss nothing. Y'all just got in on a prayer. Okay, we're going to start, I, I, I really don't have a title uh, uh, for tonight, and the only thing I could think of is that this is, because of where we're headed, where we dive, dove into, what we dove into uh, Monday night on the kingdom, oh my goodness, it's, oh Jesus, but anyway, I don't want to go, I don't want to go there. Uh, I, I, it's called, I, I just think it's, it's, it's a mess. This, this will be a message of the kingdom. It's a message of the kingdom. And in parentheses, I would probably put prep, repentance and preparation. You can't have one without the other. Amen? Amen. So let's just jump and look at uh, Matthew 3. And we're going to read verses 1 through 3. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Three is my, my verse I really want to hit on. For this is he 
who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. If I was to do a subtitle, that's really where we're headed in these next few weeks is preparation. Preparing a way for him. Do you, I don't know how many times, I, I, I didn't count them, how many times he says this in the scripture. He even, and what we're fixing to go in, what's great about it, he even gave us a road map. He even showed us how to prepare a way. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful for that, that I don't have to struggle around and, and get some super spiritual person to try to dive it into me? It's in the Word. It's in the Word. Amen? So we're going to discuss the message of the kingdom, repentance, preparation, how, how, just how do we prepare a way for Him? How so? Well, let's look at Isaiah 40, and we're going to hang out there in Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40, and we're going to read, I'm going to read 3 through 5, and then we'll go back, and then we're going to start breaking it down. We will probably not get very far tonight. Amen? But I literally want it to be that we have chewed every bit of what he wants to show us out of it before we walk out of this house tonight. That it, we've chewed every bit of the nourishment, every bit of the instruction, every bit of what he's trying to say to us that we get it all. So we're going to break it on down and we're going to do spoonfuls. Okay? Isaiah 40 Verse 3 says, The voice of one crying in the wilderness. What? Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. And then what happens? When you've prepared the way, what happens? The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Amen? Boy, we should have shouted on that one. How many want to see Him? How many of you want to see the glory of God? Do you know that you can see the glory of God? He, when He comes in... On a prepared place, you will see. You will know. Amen? So it says, And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. Who's going to see it? All flesh. All means all. All means all. Amen? So when, when we start walking in the manifestation of the kingdom of God and His glory rest on a place that's been prepared, not only will I see it, but all those around me will see it. Amen? I think we might have touched on that Monday night about us being the kingdom, manifesting the kingdom of God wherever I go with whoever I meet. So why? They can experience and see the glory of God. Because it's only the presence and the glory of God that will change a heart and change a life. They're not impressed by me. They're not impressed with my presence. 
they'll be impressed by the glory of God. Amen? So all flesh shall see it together and hear, Selah, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Amen? That's just like the stamp on it and God says, so be it, now go prepare. He's looking for a prepared vessel. He's looking for preparation. All he's got to see is you pre preparing. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Glory in this verse here. I hope you have pen and paper. Surely you came to class with pen and paper because this is what this is, is a class. And we're going to be breaking down some words and you're going to be writing a whole lot. Glory right here is kabod. Kabod. Some say kabod. Kabod. It means to be heavy. And I really want to emphasize, I broke it on down, kept running it, and not only does it mean to be heavy, because there is a negative of being heavy and a positive, or uh, I don't know how else to say it, uh, in, a, in a bad sense and in a good sense. And this is glory. This is heaviness in a good sense, meaning heaviness, meaning abundance and greatness. So in other words, his heaviness comes in and it means there's so much of him that it's heavy. It's heavy because there's so much of him. Not the negative part of this, uh, the bad sense of this would be to say that it's burden, burdensome. Burdensome. But that's not what he's talking about here. That's not kabod. And he says, For the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Well, what's going to be revealed? The abundance of God. That's, if you'll take it, break this word down, look it up. It, that word right there, it means kabod. It means to be heavy. But it, you're all, it's only heavy in the room. Have anybody ever been into his presence and you just, there's a time sometimes when you just can't even lift your hands and you're just sitting still. And it's because his glory has come in and rested on you and it's heavy. But it's not heavy because of a weight. It's heavy because of abundance. Mm. That's good. I, I'm telling you, when I read that, I thought I was going to shout all over the office because I'm like, oh my. Because we've talked a lot about Kabod. And we've talked a lot about his glory is the heaviness of God. But that heaviness of God is the abundance of God. And we can walk in this glory everywhere we go. To take it on to the kingdom, it's the abundance of the kingdom resting in my life. But it will only come, this abundance of the kingdom, this kabod, this heaviness, this abundance, and what was the other word? Greatness of God only comes to a prepared place. Is that what he just told us? He said, okay, listen up. He's crying out. The prophet is crying out, right? Crying out to anybody that will hear prepare a way. And then he not only says, prepare a way, but he tells me how to prepare the way. And then after I prepare the way, he says, when you prepare the way, the glory's coming, everybody's going to see it. And then he says, now 
I've spoken it. It's settled. This is what's going to happen. And he is a God that cannot lie. Amen? God cannot lie. So this scripture says, if you'll prepare a way, he will come with his abundance in your life, in your home, in your family, in your church, in your community, in your region. This is what happens. But tonight we're going to start with breaking it all the way down to me. Everybody say me. me. So when I'm teaching this and you're thinking of somebody else, you need to stop immediately, grab a hold of your thoughts, and bring it back to you. Everybody say me. me. Yes. Let me get close to you. Let me get close to you. Before we move on, if you look at verse, the reason preparation is so important, because one and two of that chapter says, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, says your God. Speak comfortably to Jerusalem and tell her her warfare is accomplished. I think a lot of times we're more comfortable with the warfare and the prayer. But this is teaching us that after we've prayed, we should be so convinced that what we've prayed has been done, we start preparing to receive. So I think this is great teaching on prayer alone is not enough. God said, speak comfortably about people and tell them your warfare has worked. But maybe we abort the receiving because we don't prepare in faith to receive right. it. Which is exactly where I'm going into next. Because if you're preparing... Uh, it, just in life in general. Anytime you prepare for anything, it's because you believe a thing's going to happen. Right? If you know your kids have said, Mom, I'm coming home for a meal. You so believe that, you prepare for that. Right? If you know company's coming, what do you do? You prepare the house. Right? Except you're like Renee and your house is prepared already and you're just like, okay, what do I do? I sit around. No. But you do prepare. I mean, even you do special things if you know somebody's coming into your home to visit, right? You prepare. Why? Only because you know and believe a thing is fixing to happen. Preparation does not happen. You will not move into preparation mode in anything in your life until you believe something will be happening. Right? Am I right about it? Amen. So we, un we, we, we all understand preparation, right? Uh, the, I, mean, just, I, wanna, I want to say this one because it was so good. The only reason we prepare is because of expectation. If you expect a thing, you'll prepare for a thing. Amen? Yes. Expectation of what I know or believe. Kind of sounds like faith. Amen? If I have faith in something, I will prepare for something. Uh, speaking of expect, expectation, expecting. If a woman is expecting, she starts preparing. Amen? There's, I, I don't know, and I will not just say 100% because sometimes I'm blown away by some things that happen. But most women, when they 
when they are expecting, will start preparing, preparing clothes, preparing rooms, doing something, making a place, doing something because they know something is coming. Amen? That's expectation, preparation. Amen. So, it, I just wanted to kind of throw it out there. I did not get the uh, place of it, but it reminds me of the scripture talking about faith. Faith without works is dead. Faith, let me just say it this way. I like how one of the things said, faith without works is a dead faith. So to me, there must be a living faith and a live faith and a dead faith. And the only way I know whether your faith is alive or dead is by your works. James 2.17. James 2.17. That's the only way I know. That he said, I, uh, you tell me you have faith, I'll, tell, I'll show you my faith. You'll see my faith because I will be working. And so if I have a faith in the thing that's happening, then I will prepare for that thing that I know will be happening. And he says here, the glory will come. The abundance of God, the, the, the uh, heaviness because of the abundance and the greatness of God will come, but it will only come to a prepared place. And if he's telling me he's coming, I'm going to make a way. So tell us, Father, how to make that way. We need to know. I mean, let's just, uh, I, we can't just keep throwing out Christian jargon. Oh, we're going to prepare the way. And all we do is pray, God, prepare a way. Oh, help us to prepare a way. Well, break it down for me, Sister Patty. What does it mean? to prepare a way. There's lots of places, and as we go, we'll find more places and more ways, but we're going to hang out right here. <laughs> you're, you're my wife. You can tell me no. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was a no. <laughs> Say something. Well, well you, you're saying so much, it stirs up so much thought. You said that the glory always comes to a prepared place. Your miracle, whatever you're praying for, always comes to a prepared place because that's faith in action. Right. Uh, I love the illustrations when the soldiers was in the desert and needed water, so they prayed for God to give them water, right? Right. But what did they have to do? They, they had, had to dig ditches. In other words, God is always looking for capacity to receive what you've already prayed for. But you got to have capacity to be able to receive it. So they dug ditches, and he filled the water. Right. What about the woman where they were coming to take her son, and uh, the, prophet, <laughs> the prophet said, gather vessels, right? Right. She had to make preparations for what she believed was coming. Right. And also, when the vessels were full, the glory stops. So in other words, preparation determines the abundance of what he can give us. Right. Preparation is so big. Right. Go ahead, okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> preparation for the glory of God. Another thing, another uh, example would be habitation. There will be no habitation without a preparation. He might bounce in here and visit every once in a while, but if we're expecting a habitation of the glory and the presence of God, there has to be a prepared place. He has to have something come on to. And the lady and the woman. Everybody remember the story about the... Well, if I don't tell it just right, you'll get a chance, okay? <laughs> the woman in the Old Testament, 
that the prophet, it said the prophet would go come by. He would come by. He would come by. And finally, the woman said, you know what? I want him to come in and stay. I want him to come in and stay. So what did she do? She prepared a place for him to stay. And therefore, because she prepared a place for him to stay, she got a miracle. The glory of God and the presence, the kingdom of God came into her life. Amen? All because of preparation. Preparation for habitation. Preparation for the glory of God to come in and be revealed. Revealed. Oh, I, I'm going to get ahead of myself and I do not want to get ahead of myself. Okay. Another thought. Just on this, uh, we're preparing a way. Oh, definition, guys. Prepare. Prepare means to make ready or get ready. <clears throat> Amen? To make ready or get ready. Anybody hate for things to happen in your life and you weren't prepared for it? Does it just mess up everything? Everything becomes chaos. When something happens in your life, you aren't prepared for. Amen? Oh, let's just break it on down and get real. You ever had people pop in, visitors pop in, and you weren't prepared? Does it become chaos? Even if it's not chaos, it, chaos in here, it's chaos in here. <laughs> right? Because you're like, come on in, Jesus. I wish I... Mm, mm. Amen? It's so, so, kind of a low example, but still, it becomes chaos. Why? Because you weren't prepared. Amen? And how many of you also, this is me, before he t talks about me, this is me. How many of you also will deny company because you're not prepared? Yeah. Uh, in the middle of the moment, and he's like, he's like, you want to invite him to come over? I'm like, no. My house is not ready for company. Amen? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, am I, am I trying to make the, uh, the unpreparedness will cause things not to be able to happen? Unpreparedness. Amen? Jesus, help us. Help us tonight. I need y'all to get it. I need y'all to hear with ears. Listen to what's being said. Apply. Come on, think about it. Use your brain tonight and think about what's being said. I want this to so sink in that two days from now you're saying, Jesus, help me. You find yourself in your prayer closet praying over these things that we're talking about. So by next Wednesday night, you're ready. Okay, what's the next step? Because you're so ready. Because you so want the presence of God in your life, in your home, in your world. You know, we all have our own little worlds. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Uh, in, um, he said, uh, make straight, prepare, the, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. I want to go back to prepare ye the way of the Lord just for a moment and talk about in these times, you probably all know this, but in these times way back then, I don't know how far it went to do this, but 
If a prince or a king was coming to your country, the country, if it like, say he's coming to our country, and if we knew the prince or the king was going to come to our country, we would know, okay, they're coming from that country to here. And oh my goodness, there's, there's just so many rocks and boulders. You know what? They got to come over that mountain to, when they get here. Oh, and that's just so windy. It'll take them forever to get through that. And so what they do is they go all the way there and they start preparing a way. They break through the mountain. They get all the rocks out of the way. They make a road straight through. So it's the most easiest and convenient way for the king to come in. That's what they did. Are y'all getting that? Did you hear what I said? This is how they did for kings and princes, natural men to get to them. Why? Because it was a blessing for them for them to come to their country. Amen? So they made the way. They prepared a way for the king. And the king would determine the honor they had by that preparation. Did y'all hear that? He determined the honor that they had for him by preparation. That's really good. Amen. So now, prepare. The word prepare, I done told y'all, means to make ready or get ready. Prepare ye the way. Now I want you to get that. He said prepare ye the way, not a way. Hello? <laughs> he said prepare the way. You better hurry because it, it's probably the president. You better answer it. Uh, he said, prepare the way, not a way. So see, is it the, the scripture, the word of God says, prepare the way. That means there's one way, the way. The way. Prepare the way. Now I need you to get this. It's not prepare a way. So it's not prepared, it's not to prepare my way, how I think it ought to be. It's not prepare... Uh, a way of my favorite preacher and the way he says I should go. It's not the way of the fad that's going on in Christianity right now. Oh, we're going in that direction. So, hey, let's go in that direction and maybe the glory of God will come. No, it's prepare the way of the Lord. That means the Lord has a way, the way. It's his way. And where is his way found? Right here. Right here. I, I just, I'm just going to throw this out there as what I'm thinking right now. But we're getting a whole, whole lot of, of wooey, let's just get in something and find out what God's saying. When if it's not saying what this saying, it's not right. This is the standard. This is the standard. And who is this? This is Jesus. This is the way. And this is the only way. So when we're praying and we start diving into this stuff about us individually, 
your best thing to do is to get in this, to search this, to know this, because this is him. This is Jesus. This is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? So if you're wandering off and you're trying to go to this one or that one and, oh, this is really good right now, and, oh, wow, they're just, they, that, that things is happening there, be careful. I'm not saying don't do it because well, I have my favorite preachers. But as long as my preachers are preaching the Word of God, then I'll hang with them. But we're fixing to start talking about some stuff that gets real nitty-gritty and you're not going to be able to go to your favorite preacher and listen and try to find a sermon that'll speak to you. You're going to have to go to this and prayer and find out what God's saying to you about these things we're fixing to dive into. Amen? Amen. Amen. So when he said prepare... (coughs) Excuse me. To the way to make ready or get ready the way. Get ready. When I was reading this, when he said prepare the way of the Lord, for some reason I kept seeing a runway in, at an airport. Everybody, you know what I'm talking about? A runway. I kept thinking of a runway. Because the plane's coming in. And it's coming in. And it has to know which runway to go on. And that runway has to be prepared for that plane to come in and land on. And I so saw that and I thought, that man, he's just looking. He's just looking for a runway. He's just looking for a place to land, to land his glory on so that the world, so he can be revealed to the world. But he has, he's looking. He's looking for that prepared runway, so to speak. Amen? So he can land this thing. I'm telling you, he wants to come with his abundance And the weightiness of his glory, his abundance and his greatness, the kingdom and all it pertains, he wants to come more than we want him to. You can guarantee that. Amen? He wants to. He's ready. He's looking. He's waiting. Amen. So let's look at make straight. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight. In the desert. Now, if you just read the scripture, if you're just going through and you've got something to read and you're on there, okay, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Oh, awesome. That's just so neat. He's just going to make, you're just automatically get a mental, you get a mental picture of a dusty, dry desert and putting a highway, laying a highway on it, right? That's what you mentally think of you will be blown away. Make straight in the desert. The word make, I mean, we're going to break every word down because if you don't take every word and find the full meaning of it and put it in here, you won't get the meaning of what he was saying in the scripture. To make means to cause to be. To cause to be. We've heard it all the time. You gotta make something happen. You gotta make something happen. In other words, you're gonna cause it to be. Whatever it is you want to happen, you cause it to be. That's what make means. In the natural, that's what I'm talking about. Gonna be in the spiritual. Straight. 
make straight. Here the word straight means make right. Pleasant or prosperous. Yeah. And you thought it was just meant a straight line on a desert. Make straight. Straight meaning make right, pleasant, or prosperous. Okay, here's a good one. Desert. Desert means sense of sterility. Sense of sterility. And in quotations, sterility means failing to bear or incapable of producing fruit. Sterile. Desert. Sterile. Failing to bear fruit or incapable of bearing fruit. It also means dry and barren. Barren, meaning not producing. Amen? So, let's take these. Now we broke them down. To make, to cause to be, straight. So we're going to cause something to be right. We're going to cause something to be pleasant. We're going to cause something to be prosperous. And what is that something? That something is whatever is sterile in my life. That's the desert. Whatever is not producing fruit, whatever is not prosperous in my life. He says here, okay guys, for me to come with my glory you got to check out some things. we got to start. Now let's back up. What did I say before? This is a message of the kingdom. And I said repentance and preparation. So this is where we take the word of God and we get a place alone with God and we start asking God, where are there any sterile, dry, barren places in my life? Amen? Are there any places in my life that aren't pleasant to you or to my brother? Amen? Are there any places in my life that aren't bearing fruit? We'll have to examine. Pastor preached a, Dean preached a message Sunday morning and it was on examine your faith. Examine. And the only person here that can do this, the only person that can find out if there's any sterile places in your life truly is you, yourself. You, the Word of God, and in prayer. I can guarantee you if you do this earnestly, He will show you. I, this is any area. Now, because we can automatically think, whoa, I'm, I'm doing good. Mm, I'm going to church. 
I'm reading my Bible, I'm praying, I'm doing that. But are you producing fruit? Is your spiritual life prosperous? Prospering. That means gaining. Amen? Amen? Oh, me? Anything? <laughs> Is it prosperous? Um, Jason, can you give me Galatians 5 and 22? Galatians 5 and 22. Please tell me I didn't write down the wrong thing. I'm so sorry. I said four, didn't I? I'm so sorry. But the fruit, the what? But the fruit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Stop. Are you producing love? Are we producing? This is a fruit. And what do you say? A sterile place is a place that's not bearing fruit. But the fruit that the Spirit produces is love. I'm talking about love. I'm, ta I'm not talking about your love for your family. I'm talking about love, the love of God that will shine and reveal itself to the world. He said he'll come on a place that is bearing fruit that's not sterile. He'll come, his glory, his abundance... His greatness, the kingdom will come on a place that has been prepared and that is not sterile and is full of love. Love for all. Love for the body of Christ. Amen? Love. But the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Is what? Joy? Joy. Not happiness. Happiness is a feeling from your emotions because it, it comes from a place of whether or not things are going right in my life. I'll be happy. Joy comes from the Spirit. That's why it says the joy of the Lord is the salvation. How's that called? My salvation strength, my strength comes. Yeah. Anyway, it's talking about salvation. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It's the joy of Him. Because he's in my life. I don't have to have everything right. He's in my life. I don't have to, everything don't have to be going my way. He's in my life. Therefore, because he's in my life, I have joy and that makes me strong. Amen? Is this being produced in your life? Or are we sterile in that area? Oh, we're going to break it down. You see why I say this could go for weeks? Why? Because we want... I would hope and want to think that individually each one of us would want the kingdom to come and his glory to rest in my life. Why? Because of the scripture that we read before in Isaiah that his glory will be revealed to all. Now they're not, I'm not walking around and I'm not walking around and everybody's saying, oh man, she's just shining bright. That must be the glory of God. No, it's, that, it's the fact that I loved when, I, when they were unlovable. They saw God. I had joy in the midst of the biggest trial in my life. And they saw joy. That's how they saw God.
That's how they saw the kingdom. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Please let rain come with that. Peace. There's a peace that passes all understanding. When you walk in peace and everybody around you is saying, what's up, why, how, how, how? It's him. It, it all points to him. And it will come in abundance when he comes. Amen? Long-suffering. Hello. Y'all want me to move on that one? I mean, suffering long. Suffering long. Suffering long. Gentleness, goodness, faith. Is that all of them? No. Is there more? Yeah. Galatians, Galatians. Yes. I'm sorry, I didn't know it was... Meekness, temperance, temperance. Against such there is no law. Now, and the only reason I brought this up, you go home and break it down. You go home and put it before the Lord while you put yourself before the Lord. Amen? And examine to see if you're sterile in this place. Are you producing? Are you bearing these? And the only reason I brought this up because it said it was the fruit of the Spirit. This is fruit. We like to just, we want to get out there and just see miracles, signs, wonders, but that's not fruit. That's signs and wonders that follow somebody walking in the, in the fruit of the Spirit. Somebody walking in the glory of God. So I have, this has to come in. The first thing he says is you got to make straight your desert. And what did straight mean? Not a line. Make it right. You got to make it right. And how, if we find out, and Holy Spirit starts showing us some sterile places in our lives, how do we make it right? Repentance. Repentance. And remember, the very first scripture we started with, what did he say? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That means he's come close to you, he showed you. You repent of it, and you're making a way. You're making a way. You have started the process of preparation. This is good stuff. Amen? So we'll make straight. We'll, we will cause. I am determined to get on my face before God and in the Word of God to cause these places in my life that aren't producing fruit to start producing. I cannot go to Cherish and say, Cherish, I need you to make me start bearing some fruit. Because probably what's going to happen <laughs> is if you want that, all right, I'll do. And I'll slap me right across the face. Start now. What? Let's see it. If you ask someone else, what are you expecting? It's not between, it, nobody can do this for you. This is between us and God. And listen, listen, we have to start one with us first. We talked about it Monday night. We have to start with me first before I can ever walk and start this and looking and praying and praying about anybody else. 
You want to pray about Life Church? Yeah, I can see some sterile places in Life Church, but I can't start trying to get the beam out of somebody else's eye when I can't even get the little splinter out of mine. Backwards, whatever, get the beam out of mine just to get a splinter out of theirs. Amen? So let's start with us individually. Let's start preparing a way so His kingdom can come in and the abundance and greatness of God can come in my life so that He can be revealed to others. Amen? Oh my goodness. Jesus. So what? If it's not, then first we need to repent. Decide today to turn away from the dry, barren, unfruitful. Make your decision today. And even if you're thinking right now, well, I must be pretty good in this area. I dare you to get on your face before God. Don't, right, and it don't. Repentance is not a long, drawn-out thing. Repentance is getting on your face before God and saying, I decide today to turn. I decide today to turn it. Oh, come on. Repentance is a turning. I decide today, God, I'm sorry. I'm going to start walking in the other. God, I'm sorry. Today, I decide to start bearing fruit. I will not dare walk another day and be unfruitful. And then come to church and expect the glory of God to fall. You ever wondered why somebody can look like they're just getting their socks buffed off and you're just sitting there saying, what is it? It's because you're sterile. Sterility. A sense of sterility. Oh, come on now. We're gonna, we, we, we want the kingdom of heaven. We want it. I want it in my life. I want it in my life. I want prosperity in the spirit. I want, and I have been in services before where the glory of God would rest in a place and all I could do was be on my face. It literally pulled me down because of the heaviness. And when I read this and read the definition, I thought, Patty, you thought it was just a heaviness when it, what it was, it was the abundance of God resting on me till all I could do was get on my face and worship Him. It's the glory, the kabod of God. And He says, if you'll prepare a way, I'm coming. I'm coming. Jesus. So I choose today. By grace, how many of you are thankful for grace? Grace is the power that will help you turn it. Thank God for grace. But I choose today to turn it by grace and the help of the Holy Ghost. How many of you know you got a helper? You don't got to do this thing alone. You have a helper, and he will stand right by your side and walk you through this thing. Amen? With power. With power. Power to be a witness. And what is that? That's the revealing. It's not to be a witness and go ask somebody to church. It's the power to reveal Jesus to someone. That's good stuff. To prepare myself for the glory. For the kingdom. I will not. You need to start getting in your, in your prayer closet and say, I will not be dry and barren. I will not be sterile. 
I will not. Sometimes your ears need to hear your mouth saying some stuff. Amen. You need to open your mouth and start speaking some stuff. Yes, this has been revealed to you. So today I choose to open my mouth and say, no more, Patty. Patty, no more. You will not go another day dry, barren, and sterile. I will wake up in the morning and say, not today. Today I choose fruitfulness. Why? Not because I want to be fruitful and, I, oh, I think I, they got to see love on me. No, because I'm making preparations. I'm making preparation. I will not be dry and barren. And I will water. If you're dry, water it. How do you water it? With the Word. Washing of the water by the Word. Take your Word of God and water that dry place till it comes alive and becomes living waters coming out of you. Amen? Water that dry place till it comes a well. Amen? Water by the word, every seed planted till I become a well myself, till I am producing again, till I am fruitful. Pray. Ask for water. Send the rain. Send the water. Send the water. So that I'm going to pray for fruitfulness. Pray for fruitfulness. God, I want to be fruitful. I want to be fruitful, Father, in your prayer time. Pray for fruitfulness. Father, I want to be fruitful. Where I'm not producing fruit, show me. This is prayer time, y'all. This is prayer time. This is all with this and on your face before God. Of course, you don't say on your face. That's probably because I don't never on my face barely. I walk. I walk when I pray. But wherever, whatever you're doing, it's this and prayer. Amen? Praying for faithfulness. Uh, it's, I'm not going to start on the second one. You got a word? Start it. Let's throw this. This is a parable of the kingdom. And you're talking about fruitfulness. And we can't be happy not bearing fruit. And this parable is proof that God expects us to be fruitful. And there's a lot of, lot of scripture. But this one parable says, a certain man had a fig tree that had been planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it, but he did not find any. And he said to the vineyard keeper, For three years I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree and found none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he replied to him, Let it alone, sir. One more year I'll dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit after this time, fine, but if not, cut it down. The parable is, God expects us to be fruitful. Can I just add something to that? That Jesus walked up to a tree, a fig tree, that had leaves on it. And because it had leaves on it, it meant there was fruit on it. And it had no fruit. So he cursed that tree. Now I'm not saying, I don't, don't say what I'm not saying. But I, what I'm saying is, sometimes we have... A show, we, because I've done this and I've done that, and I've surfacely loved you, and it looks like I have joy, and it looks like I have peace. Can I tell you, when Jesus comes, he'll know if there's real fruit. He won't just see the leaves that tell me you're a fig tree. I can look at you, and you're acting 
like you're walking in the kingdom. It looks like you're walking in the kingdom. But let me tell you, when Jesus gets next to you, he knows if there's fruit or not. And he expects fruit. Amen? And I think it's important to stress the fact that he said, prepare you the way of the Lord, make it straight. He said the definition was make or cause it to be. Cause it to be. Nobody else can do it for me. Right. It's my responsibility to make my life straight. Exactly. The good news is, you taught it, I have the help of the Holy Spirit, but I can't sit back and wait on God to do my job. I have to start making exactly. my way straight. And you're going to start teaching. Exactly. Right. Because all this, we're going point by point to say this is how we prepare. This is how we prepare. How do we prepare? First thing was what? Make straight in the desert. A highway. Something for him to come in on. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. Right, because saturation is an abundance of something. Saturation is, I just didn't go up there and water my... No, lay that water hose down and saturate that thing. So, ma'am, it's a baptism. Yeah, that's another good one. But it's totally... I just couldn't get over the fact that he said it's abundance. It's abundance. Because why? He's, he's, he's an abundant God. That's who he is. If he comes, that's who he is. He's abundant and he's great. It's his greatness. Father, I love you so much. I thank you for every hearer tonight. Father, I thank you for everyone that came and was receptive to the word of God tonight. And I pray, Father God, that nothing... Nothing be stolen, that nothing fall to the ground. Father, I thank you that your word does not go out void, that it will do whatever it was sent to do tonight, that it will go in, God, and it'll do everything you wanted it to do tonight, that it will cause every one of us, Father, to get on our face before you and get in your word and water ourselves with your word, God. And God, that every bit of sterileness will be removed out of our life, Father. I pray fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that they'll become prepared people for your glory, for your abundance and your greatness. I pray for everyone as they go out. Thank you for listening to this Life Church.